Is buy to let dead in 2023? Let's find out. Whether you're at the beginning of your property journey, looking to enter the market, or a seasoned professional seeking new strategies and insights, this podcast is your one-stop resource for all things property investment. Welcome to the Property Investors Network Podcast. Let's embark on this exciting journey together and make your property investment dreams a reality. Hello, my name is Mark Fitzgerald and welcome to the Property Investors Network podcast and YouTube channel. It's great to have you joining us here. Buy to let has been a buzzword for years. It has been a very, very simple property investing strategy that people have been able to build up wealthy portfolios over time for years. It was really made popular at the end of the 80s, the early 90s with ASTs coming in, short assured tenancies and of course the buy to let industry was there as well. Lots of people then knew that investing in property was the right thing to do. So it was really all about getting stuck in. If you owned your own property, a lot of people were then saying, I've got some savings. I tell you what, I'll put it into properties and I can rent it out to other people and make money month on month. And of course, it's been a great, stable strategy for many, many years all the way up to realistically the credit crunch of 2007, 2008, where the markets crashed, buy to let was still a good opportunity. And there were some very, very creative ways to get into the buy to let sector and market with 100% mortgages. There was even 120% mortgages back then. All of that died with the credit crunch. All of that died with the credit crunch. Uh, and over the last 10, 15 years, we've had very, very low interest rates, which has meant a lot of people that are starting out in property have gone down the buy to let route. Now, of course, there's lots of different strategies that you can incorporate and do when it comes to property investing. But buy to let is often just looked at as the starter strategy because it is very, very simple. And just in case you do not know what the buy to let is, it is basically where you buy a family home, maybe a two up and two down, you probably renovate it, make it quite nice, and then you would rent it out to a family for probably over 12 months. You can of course do this with flats and other types of properties, but that's what it is. It can be a very, very quiet strategy. You know, you let people live in your properties. You have to obviously make sure as a landlord that the properties are up to the standard that they need to be but it's been great. Of course, in 2017, they then decided, the government decided to start taxing landlords, bringing in what was called Section 24. So if you had or owned properties, rental properties in your own name, you were gonna be taxed differently than you had been before. And that moved a lot of landlords from the lower rate tax bracket and made them higher rate tax earners, put them into a 40% tax brackets. And of course, all of a sudden then, having buy to lets, having a portfolio was actually starting to cost landlords money. We get hit with all sorts of legislations, licensing, regulations all the time, which is why creative strategies such as HMOs, houses of multiple occupation, where you get a property potentially with four or five, six, seven up 
bedrooms, you rent it out individually on the bedrooms, brings you in a higher cash flow, a higher rent each month because of all of the different tenants that you'd have. And of course we have short-term rentals, serviced accommodation, Airbnb, where you let it out to contractors, to holiday makers and things. So a lot of people who have had buy-to-lets have realized that they cannot make the money that they used to make. Now, also, when buy-to-lets were out and when they first came out, house prices were, of course, a lot lower. So it was a lot easier to get onto the housing market and there was different mortgages that you can have then. But predominantly, people don't pay for a buy-to-let property or a rental property outright with cash. That is probably not the best way to do things. Now you could say, well, why? If I don't have a mortgage to pay, I make more money. Yes, you do. But along with the monthly rent, we also like what is called capital growth. So predominantly every 10 years, properties go up in value. You say, they used to say they go up and they can double. Well, Records do show that properties have doubled, but as properties are becoming more expensive now, they don't necessarily double, but you can make a big chunk of change if you hold on to a property over 10 years, whether or not the property market dips and goes back up, but predominantly it always continues to go up. So you will make money, but you cannot rely on capital growth on a monthly basis. But of course, always get into property investing for the long term. But that is why we utilize mortgages. Because whereas you might only be able to buy one property if you bought it outright and spent all of your savings and cash on it, you may potentially, with mortgages and leveraging that, be able to buy four or five properties, in which case you've got four or five chances of the capital growth. You've got four or five more rents coming in each month and it can make it very, very profitable for you. And of course, with the capital growth coming up, your tenants are paying your mortgage down. Now you can, as a landlord, have interest only mortgages, which basically means that uh, you don't ever pay the mortgage down, you just pay the lower rate of the mortgage, you just pay the interest rate off of that. And of course, when you get to the end, you either sell the property, you could look to remortgage the property, you could look to uh, do a host of different things. That's not what we're gonna be talking about here today. But you can do a lot of different things with your mortgages, but you really wanna be putting the money in. So on a buy-to-let mortgage, you would probably have to find 25% there are different mortgage packages all the time, but predominantly you get a 75% loan value on the property. So you would find 25%, which would be so-called the deposit. You would get that and then you would take hold of the property. If you're a landlord, you would have to pay stamp duty. You'll obviously have your legal fees. You'll have quite a lot to pay out, okay? And then you've got to look at your monthly rents. Now, over the last few years, particularly after COVID and everything, house prices have gone up. They've sort of plateaued and flattened out a bit now. Some areas they're dropping, um, but rents have gone up as well. But have rents gone up and really matched the prices of properties? In some areas, you could argue the case and say yes. In other areas, maybe not. What mortgage companies predominantly like to do now is they like to stress test the monthly rent coming in. So if your mortgage is say three or 400 pounds, they would like to make sure that the rent that you've got coming in covers that and more. So they stress test your monthly rent at 125%. 
So that means that not only do you have to find, say, the £400 for the mortgage, the stress test may be up in the £600, £700, your rent needs to be in the £700 and £600 for the area. And that can make it very, very difficult to get the mortgages. If it doesn't do that, sometimes you have to put a bigger deposit down. So rather than putting 25% deposit down, you may have to put like 40% down, putting more money into the deal. And it just spirals out of control. It makes it very, very difficult now. Okay, so that is why a lot of the times when you hear people saying, are buy to let or is the buy to let strategy dead? Some people will say yes. At this very moment in time, it's dead and buried. Now, in some areas, it can work very, very well. If you've got a lot of cash that you just want to invest into properties and you're not that fussed about the monthly cash flow, so you don't need to live off the cash flow or you're quite happy just to buy properties in a good area, look at the uh, capital growth over time and park that money. It can still work for you. But in my opinion, it's not the best strategy that you want to be looking at doing right here, right now. Okay. Is it dead? No. Is it difficult? Yes. Yes, it is difficult. But again, look at what you want to achieve. We always say this here. Look at what you want to achieve in your investing so that you know the strategy that you want to do. Okay. So, we now know that uh, buy to let is a safe strategy. It's a difficult strategy to do. And of course, you need to make sure if you're doing anything in property, you're structuring it, you're looking at yourself as a business. Why? Because you want to look at the long game. So you may be able to get one or two properties in your own name and not massively affect your taxing. But then you might be looking at having a limited company to start buying and holding property in. And the reasons for that is it will stop you becoming a higher rate taxpayer because the company will pay the tax. It won't come off of you personally. So that's very, very important. So I always say seek financial advice off of accountants who deal with property, uh, who potentially are property investors themselves. Why? Because they'll know you know, the ins and outs of these. Why? Because of all of these strategies. Why? Because they do them for themselves. So then you can see the people there. You can look at the strategies and of course you can sort them out for yourself. And it always helps to know the professionals so that you don't have to try and know every last thing. So because interest rates are so high at the moment to combat the inflation being where it is, obviously interest rates are coming up to try and bring inflation back down. When you are actually going out there and trying to get your buy-to-let mortgages and things, it's a moving market at the moment. Now, at the moment, the base rate has stayed the same for the first time in 14 months, which is absolutely amazing. It's really good news. Do I think it's going to drop all of a sudden? I personally don't. I think it will still go up a bit more before it levels off. But when I bought my first house, and that was a good... 16 years ago, the interest rate was 5.5%, which is pretty much where we are now. So it, it was viable. It made sense to buy property then, but the properties didn't cost as much. And that's what we're trying to say to you here is property prices are now different to what they were 15, 16 years ago when interest rates were what they are now. So you have to stack the numbers. You have to make sure the deal works for you. So buy to lets are good but will only offer you minimal rewards in most cases. If you can get hold of a block of flats, maybe some self-contained units, maybe you find a property that you can make into three self-contained flats, that can work very, very well. 
It's normally a commercial property in that sense, but you could title split it. You can do all sorts of different things with it. So it's about getting creative, but the vanilla buy to let strategy isn't one that I would look at right here and now. Not considering we have some other great strategies that you can build businesses on and you don't necessarily have to do all the running around. So what you can do is if you have buy to lets and maybe you've locked in your mortgage for a good amount of time, but they're starting to come to the end of those mortgage terms. So you're gonna to have to remortgage them, get a new mortgage package, and all of a sudden maybe you had it locked in at two or 3%, now it's gonna be at like four or 5%. That might take away all the profits that you make on a monthly on month basis because it is a single let. So if you were making about three or four hundred pounds profit on your single lets, all of a sudden that profit could get cut in half or even worse, could actually put you in a deficit where you actually have to dig into your own pocket once the rents have been paid and actually pay out of your own pocket to keep hold of the properties. And that's why the market now will have landlords like that. It will have people like that. People that don't stay up to times, people that don't listen to the podcast, watch the YouTube channels and things and really learn about this industry. So they will be scared. They will be looking to sell. And that's always great opportunities for savvy investors like us to be able to go in there and to be able to help these people. You know, buying the properties off them if they're looking to sell them. We always want to make it a win-win for everybody in whatever we're doing, whether the industry's, you know, going up, whether it's a booming market, whether it's a falling market, we want to look to work with people and do what is right for all parties. Don't ever take advantage of anybody. That's not what we're about here. But there will be some fantastic opportunities out there for you. So you could take some buy-to-let properties. And as long as you've got the right mortgage terms on those properties, you could look to do purchase lease options, which is where you lock a price in now, babysit their mortgage, look after the property as if it's your own and buy it in the future. You could take control of that and you could potentially do serviced accommodation on that. You could potentially convert them into HMOs, houses of multiple occupation, which brings in more rents. So they get their rents, they're happy. You can make more money. Why? Because you've repurposed the property. You do have to check mortgage conditions. If it has a mortgage, do get the owner of the property to check the mortgage conditions that you are allowed to do it. If they've just got a buy-to-let mortgage, they may not be allowed to do short-term rentals, which is serviced accommodation. They may not be allowed to let the property as an HMO, but they can ask for consent. Sometimes you don't always have to change the mortgage package. If you go to the mortgage provider and say, we're struggling a bit here, we wanna do short-term rentals, i.e. SA, Airbnb, the property out, let it out to holiday makers, are we allowed to do that with our mortgage terms? Sometimes if there's only 12 months or something to go on the mortgage, the mortgage company might say, well, yes, we want you to go on to a short-term rental package when your mortgage terms are up, but right now we'll give you consent to do so, in which case then you can do it. So make sure you set yourself up correctly because there's lots of different legislations on all of the different strategies that you're doing. So do check out this channel. Do make sure that you subscribe to this channel, that you follow us, that you come to our Facebook community as well, which is full of savvy investors, the PIN community, uh, property investors community on Facebook. 
come and join us there and of course subscribe and follow all of these because we are always putting up-to-date information out there for you but don't just watch this and think well I'm going to convert my property into an HMO do all of that work without knowing the proper regulations how you need to set things up the safety standards that you need to abide by with fire alarms and, and fire doors and everything like that and the same with short-term rentals with serviced accommodation as well it is worth in most cases, putting a bit of money into your property to set them up correctly uh, and do these strategies. And when I say it is worth doing, it is worth doing. You have to do it at the end of the day if you're going to do this. But if you've just got buy-to-lets at the moment and they're making you a couple of hundred quid and you don't want all of the hassle, that's fine. But right here, right now, in the marketplace, buy-to-lets, trying to get those to stack, to be able to get mortgages, to be able to do the deals, is very, very difficult. So I would say, right here, right now, in 2023, and we're in October 2023, buy-to-let, for me, is not a strategy that's viable. It's not a strategy that I want to be looking at. But I will look at properties that are potentially buy-to-lets right now and see if they'll work to either do serviced accommodation or as HMOs. So property is a fantastic, fantastic business to be into. Treat it as a business, set yourself up for success and make sure that you know what you're doing. If you have some buy-to-lets now and you are concerned because the, you know, the market's gone a bit stagnant, your interest rates obviously are where they are. You may be coming, as I say, off of a mortgage where all of a sudden all of your profits are going to be wiped out. You do want to start talking to people. Never be afraid to start talking to your local councils, seeing if you can do what you want to do with your properties. If you're in an Article 4 area and you want to convert it into an HMO, you will have to go through planning. You will need licensing. Even if you're not in an Article 4 area, you want a five-bed HMO or above, you are going to need uh, a license for that, probably a four bed as well so you need to go to your local councils and see what it is because in some cases it can even be on three beds okay serviced accommodation there are legislation and rule changes coming in because it's been a bit of the wild west i will say that so it's good that this is coming in but if we set ourselves up for success from the word go then when those new regulations come in there'll be a lot of people that have to fly out of the market why because they haven't set themselves up properly whereas we have done so so buy to lets are there they are sitting in the background and in some areas they will still stack up and work but right here right now particularly down south with the rents the way they are with the house prices the way that they are buy to let is not a viable option it's not the best option that you can possibly choose when doing property and setting your up as a business again please check out the property investors network facebook group please like subscribe to this channel and if you have any questions or you need any further help please check out the website pinfurtherlearning.co.uk book yourself onto your local pin meeting we have local networking events up and down the country 49 different events if you go on to that you will be able to find the local event for you. We also have free masterclasses there as well. We, we do masterclasses, we do webinars each and every week, which you can take full advantage on to make sure that you're the best property investor around. You take care and I'll see you very soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Property Investors Network podcast. Remember, investing in property is not just about numbers and profits, but also about building communities and creating a lasting impact. 
You can do this by checking out our website at pinfurtherlearning.co.uk. And of course, look to book onto your local property investors networking event. We are here to help and support you every step of the way. And I look forward to you joining me very soon. Bye for now.